0: Welcome to the Sisters in Service podcast. My name is Kat Corchado. I'm a fellow Air Force veteran who, after 20 years of active duty, struggled with transition after leaving service. The Sisters in Service podcast is a platform to include all women veterans, organizations, military spouses, and Blue Star, Gold Star families in talking about the trials and triumphs we face while in service and after service. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have taken the time to listen and follow me on my journey. My podcast is every Tuesday, and I hope you will tune in. Until then, please be safe, take care of each other, and until next time. Welcome, Sisters in Service, to another VSO Spotlight with my friend and the walking Wikipedia of VA benefits, Miss Jane Babcock. Today, we are going to be speaking about disability ratings, how they go up, how they go down, why, and how you can change it if, if you can't. There are minor things that you can do, but Jane's going to be here to talk about all of that. So, Jane, welcome back again. How are you? Oh, it's good to be here, Kat. You're always enjoyable to be with. Oh, oh thanks, Jane. So when someone first gets out of the military, they go to the VA, how do they get their disability rating?
1: Well, first and foremost, your best bet and best thing to do is to find your local accredited VSO. That person is trained on all the VA regulations, all the forms and everything else and what evidence you need. So that's your first step. They will also know about your state benefits because veterans miss out on a lot when they miss out on state benefits sometimes. So... That's the first thing you need to do. Once you're there, and usually the first stuff they'll ask you is, any injuries or illnesses caused by service that are still giving you trouble? And they may say that in a way, what they really mean is, has anything from service impacted your life? So that disability rating is going to depend on Things like the VA looks at your employability. How well do you function on a day-to-day basis? How well can you go out and earn a living? And so that's going to be the main thrust of what the VA is looking at. After all, if you've lost your hearing, there's a whole bunch of jobs out there that you can't do anymore. But if your hearing is just slightly diminished, most jobs are still available to you. So it's really your ability to go out and support yourself and, or your family.
0: So I know that a lot of people they're expecting this. I'm not sure what they're expecting, but let's say they're expecting 75, 80% and they get 10. How does that rating or can that rating go up? Yes. And
1: it's not uncommon that when you get rated while you're in service, if you start that process and you do your exams while you're in service, because most people, the doctor walks in the room and he says, how you doing? And you say, fine. <laughs> <laughs> doing okay. You no, know, like, no, you're at the doctor's office.
0: You're not fine. <laughs> not fine.
1: Exactly. And the doctor says, can you reach down and touch the floor? Can you bend down and touch the floor? Can you stoop down and touch the floor? And you do all these things because that's the military way. You just do it. Right. Not what they really should be saying is how far can you bend over? How far can you stoop down before the pain starts? That's the loss of range of motion. After all, when you went in service, you could reach down and touch the floor easily when you could stoop down and touch the floor easily. And depending on how long you've been in and what kind of terrain you were running on and whether you were in sneakers or boots and all sorts of different reasons, those knees may be thrashed and he can't see that. Not nece- An x-ray may not necessarily show it either that the cartilage has thinned or whatever. That's where you're supposed to say to the doc, and you may be having a good day or you may have taken ibuprofen the day before. True. So you have True. no inflammation. <laughs> so guess what? The knees are good today. You can bend down and or stoop down and touch the floor, but um, most days you can't. Well, that's what they need to know. Doc, this is where the pain starts. Or I used to be able to do, you know, those leg exercises where you push the weights up with your legs. I used to be able to do 150 pounds. Now I can only do 80. You have to give them an understanding of that injury and when it affects you and how it affects you and things like that. That's why so often I had my veterans write a letter. They would include a letter in the claim, and that way it explained, you know, I used to play baseball on Wednesday nights and I gave it up because every time I ran the bases, my ankle would roll out. There's an impact on the, excuse me, the quality of life. By writing it down and putting it inside the claim, the rater will also see it. There's another stepping stone in the process that can cause a rating to not be truly what you're experiencing in that you're going in and seeing a doctor whose only job is to make measurements. How far have you lost a range of motion? How far can you bend your knee? Can you actually hyperextend your knee by just putting it straight out and things like that? So he's working strictly on physical symptoms when it comes to injuries. Then that information gets put on this form and sent in to the rater who's going to look at it and say, oh, he's got full range of motion. On a bad day, you may not be able to get up off the floor by yourself you may find it extremely difficult or your feet fall asleep when you stoop down. Right. So you have to explain it to the Raider on what your bad days are like. Mm -hmm. And that doctor really doesn't have a lot of time. So he's probably not going to take real thorough notes on what you say. So please write it down when it comes to illnesses. Like right now there's the cancers from our sandbox guys and our Mm -hmm. Vietnam guys who are also in Thailand, part of the DMZ, and 13 miles out from land. So the blue water guys, that's pretty standardized. The doctor can look at that, look at lab results, look at your white cells, look at you know where you are in your chemo or your radiation treatment, things like that. Had, did you have surgery for that? And put a pretty good pinpoint of what your rating should be at this time. Mm -hmm. Now, while you're in active treatment like cancer, you're going to be at 100%. And then they're going to allow so long to see whether or not
0: you stay in remission. So here's a question for you. So let's say I had a knee injury. Maybe I injured both knees. And let's say, I don't know, I get a 25% disability. But I've been noticing lately that... My knees are hurting more often. They're aching more. I'm not getting around. I'm more aware of it. Uh-huh. When that happens, what recourse do I have? Do I go back to the VA? Do I go back to the doctor? Or do I write it down? Where? What do I do at that point? Well, it's going to, first, we
1: don't, the VA doesn't rate in fives. They rate in tens.
0: So okay. if you're at twenty see that tells you how much I know about it.
1: <laughs> right. If you're at a 25 on the scale, they're gonna round it to 30. But if you're 24.9, they're gonna round it down to 24 to 20. So when you start doing their funky math, which we'll talk about later, that's where those points come in between. But um If you're having a lot more difficulty, first, foremost, go to your doctor. They'll probably want to do some x-rays, maybe do an MRI or some other scan to see what the state of the soft tissue is. Have you torn a tendon? Uh, You know, did you have a recent injury, uh, stepped off the curb and your ankle rolled, you twisted your knee, and now you're having lots of pain on one side where you didn't have pain before, whereas before you had central ache, and crepitus, and now you've got an actual physical pain going on with the knee. First and foremost, find out what needs to be done to fix that knee. Because after all, if it's going to be a surgery, then you can put in for the increase based on non-surgical. And then once the surgery happens, there's a 30-day recovery period. If your recovery is going to take greater than 30 days, and I mean healing process, not just can you go back to work because you may be able to return to work in two weeks, but you're on light duty or, you know, the knee hasn't fully healed. So if your healing process is going to take 30 days or greater, they're going to put you on temporary hundred percent. If it's a service connected need for surgery, anything to do with that knee, because it's unstable and weakened by your injury. Now you need surgery for it say your recovery is expected to be 60 days you're going to be temporary 100% but you also have the right to go back and say I want to be reevaluated for continuance of that temporary 100% or reevaluated because now I'm having more and more weakness in that knee and that knee gives out easier
0: but where does that so come from Jane so if I I've gone on you know I have surgery and I go to my doctor they They do the surgery. Do I have to do anything or do I go through the VSO? How do I do that?
1: Your easiest thing is to go to your VSO and say, okay, I'm scheduled for knee surgery in two weeks. As soon as that surgery is done, you can ask the hospital. You can sign to have the hospital fax those documents, the recovery documents right over, unless you're having it in the VA. If you're having it inside the VA, They'll have access to those records now. The VA could be paying for it at the local hospital, but that doesn't necessarily mean the benefit side of the house will have access to those records. Right. So, you would want to have I do quite a bit of my health care at the Aurora here in the next town up, and they I just sign and they fax my documents right to the VA, even then. Now they've gone to the central VA records, but that doesn't mean that if you file the claim that they've gotten scanned in yet. So if you've had a surgery or are in treatment, say, God forbid cancer, that is service related, you want to physically make sure those records go into your claim file. So your best bet is to send them to your VSO, who can then scan them directly into your claim file. Not have to wait those two weeks for them to pop up, going through the central records keeping.
0: Right. So let's talk about so, yeah. a little bit about the the disability rating. Sometimes people compare disability ratings, you know, because their friend got eighty percent, but you only got. <laughs> yeah, would you say it's in tens. Forty. Um. The determination, though, is different. Like if I hurt my knee and you hurt your knee, doesn't mean that it's the same pain, the same. Am I right in that? Because I could have torn ligaments where you just kind of twisted your knee a little bit. Is that true? Yes. And it's going to, when you injure yourself, you also
1: have all the secondary conditions. So, as you said, torn ligaments. A ligament is different than a joint. You can have a torn ligament, which is a soft tissue injury, Mm. as opposed to crepitus and cartilage breakdown inside your knee. So now you've actually got two things that are rateable. Mm. So you have to look at that situation. You also have to look at what one person can withstand pain-wise. It's like mental health. We often say we're doing okay and we push and we try to cope and we go along with our day as much as we can without letting people know that we're having struggles. But the next person may be at their break point. So their rating is going to be different. That's based on things like they're um, in, in the process of being in counseling and how often are they going to the doctor. And Do they break down a lot while they're in their counseling sessions? Do they have healthy relationships with their family, with their worker, co workers, their boss, and things like that? Mm -hmm. Nobody can put themselves in the other man's shoes. Right. So you may think you're not dealing well, but basically, there's a cap to everything that's rateable, like a, a leg. A leg is rateable up to. 40% until the surgical step comes in because you can lose a limb and function extremely well with a prosthetic. So if that loss is going to be at 40% and still very functional, why would a knee in pain be anything more than that without looking at the absolute of surgery intervention? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I guess so, the bottom line is, and what I keep hearing is keep your VSO informed of what's oh, going yes. on. Your VSO
1: is, yeah, that's your case manager. That's your liaison with the VA. Also, you can Google 38 CFR, Code of Federal Regulation. You do you search 38 CFR knee. And you will find the rating table for a knee. This much range of motion, 10%. This much, um, you know, and again, pain is subjective. So that's why they use measurements. How far can you bend it down? How far can you bend it forward? You know, how weak is it? How much subligation is there? Movement within the knee joint and stuff like that. So you can do the same thing for your hand, your neck. Uh, you can search for Parkinson's or ALS, and you can find those things, 38 CFR. And when it comes to that description, there's going to be overlap between the numbers. 50% has these five symptoms, and 60% has two of the same symptoms, but an increased measurements of these three. So you may have an overlap, but which one do you most readily fall into which category obviously if you have four of the 50 percent and only three of the 60 percent, they're more likely to to rate you at 50 percent right but that's where you have to be honest with the doctors and you have to say and you have to be able to relate that to the rater and again that's where your personal statement or your family statements comes in family often sees things that we don't especially when it comes to mental health Yes, They don't see us always finding a wall to stand against.
0: So, you know, check with your VSO. Always be aware of what's going on. Be honest. You know, um, I don't think that the goal should be getting 100% disability. I think the goal is to be getting what it is you need right now as far as disability. Uh, Jane, where can people find you? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. But I do have a couple words of caution. Always update
1: the VA on your, the VA benefit side on your address. Of course, you want to do it on your healthcare side and they ask you all the time. But if you're not doing it on the benefit side and you get a letter that says, well, it's been five years since your last mental health exam and we want to do a reevaluation," and you no-show, they're going to drop your rating, assuming that you're out there in the working world and doing just. Great, you have to go through the whole process Again. of getting it read. Yes, <gasps> so always oh. keep your basic information updated with your VSO and your benefits, VA benefit side, and your VSO can send those, those updates in if, as you need them. If you do get a letter that says we have reason to believe you've improved in your condition and we want to, uh, we're going to drop your rating or something, or we want to re-examine you. Go to those exams, provide the evidence. If you've been in counseling, make sure that those counseling records, if they're from the vet center or from an outside provider, are available to the benefits people. And keep that steady. It's not an absolute hard fact decision. Nine times out of ten, it's just, hey, it came up. You were the kind of like the guy that got audited for the IRS. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> yeah, you're the lucky one. Not, go and do the things that you need to do to stay properly and keep the VA updated on dependents and everything. New child, child turns 18, doesn't go on to school, things like that, so that you don't end up with a debt that they catch three years later and all of a sudden they want a lump sum of money from you.
0: So just keep your, your contact information up to date, just like in the military, just like you would do with Anything. So, um, Jane, thank you so much for being a part of this again, getting this information out there, breaking it down in bite sized pieces so I can understand it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, one more bite off the elephant. VA does not add numbers, VA does not add. So, if I have a 30% rating for one condition, a 50% rating for another, and a couple tens, it's not going (laughs) to add up. 50% 50% means I'm still 50% healthy or whole. So now they take off 30%. That gives me an 80, but now my 10 is based on 10% of 20. Oh,
0: God, this sounds like new math. <laughs> well, actually,
1: sorry. I don't, I, see, no, I just go up and I've been doing it for years. 50% is 50%. They always take the high number first. Then the next high number is 30% of 50. So that's only 15. So that's going to be 65, roll it up to 70. Now I'm 30% whole. So 10% of 30 is only three. Three plus 65 is 68. So wow. I'm still going to be 70, even right. though 50, 30, and 10 at 90. <laughs> and on it's that note. The percentage the <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. It's not simple but it's there. And that's how they do it. Well, thank you, Jane, for being doing these things and breaking it down for us. And, you know, we'll be back with some other tidbits of information. And if you have any questions about this, Jane is always available on LinkedIn. Jane, do you want to give them your LinkedIn handle? It's just Jane Babcock. Got it. Yep.
1: And just send me a connection request, and I will be more than happy to send you off the basic VA 101 library. It's links and tools that I attach and send back to you that describe the benefits, show you how a pension qualifies, what the presumptive list is, and all that kind of stuff.
0: She so, knows and I'm all her stuff, guys. Me. She knows her stuff. She's, she's on point. But thank you, Jane, again. For everyone listening, please stay safe. Take care of each other until next time. And it's never too late to start your impossible.